the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, April the 20th, 2023, in the year of our Lord. On April 20, 2010, an explosion on the Deepwater Horizon oil platform leased by BP, you remember this, killed 11 workers, caused a blowout that began spewing oil, an estimated 200,000 200 million gallons of crude oil into the Gulf of Mexico. I must add that they said the Gulf of Mexico would forever be tarnished and marred. It would never return to its original pristine condition. Well, three years later, scientists were saying, wow, we can't believe what happened. God's nature has a way of repairing itself. Sometimes we underestimate God and his environment. Today in 1861, Colonel Robert E. Lee resigned his commission in the United States Army. Lee went on to command the Army of Northern Virginia. Eventually, he became General-in-Chief of the Confederate Forces. Today in 1912, Boston's Fenway Park, the baseball park, it hosted its first professional baseball game. Today in 1971, the Supreme Court unanimously upheld the use of busing to achieve racial desegregation in schools. Today, in 1972, Apollo 16's lunar module landed on the moon. Today, in 1999, the Columbine High School massacre took place in Colorado. Two students shot and killed 12 classmates and one teacher before taking their own lives. And one year ago today, New Mexico... The workplace safety regulators imposed the maximum possible fine against a film production company for firearm safety failures on the set where actor Alec Baldwin fatally shot a cinematographer. You will recall that has been going on in the news. Did I hear recently? I haven't been paying a lot of attention to that. I did at the time. But I think I heard recently that he was acquitted of any wrongdoing in that. I'm not sure about that. But anyway... Happened one year ago today. New Mexico took some action on that. It was it did seem to be a very care, careless act on his part. He, I guess he was aiming a gun. He says he didn't think it was loaded, but anyway, it killed the woman that was the cinematographer on the on the set that they were shooting this movie. China's state-run Global Times is saying this morning that's their propaganda newspaper, but people pay attention to it because. That's the message. It may not be a true message, but it's the message that they want out. So I kind of pay attention to what they're saying. They're saying this morning, they published an article, an editorial article actually last night. I read it this morning. It's dismissing calls by American Secretary of State Anthony Blinken for Beijing to return to communications with Washington. The reason, they said, they don't have time for insincere people. (laughs) Our government, the Biden administration, has gotten to a point now where China China considers us to be insincere people, 
and they have no time for such people. Oh my, how the world turns. Antony Blinken, he has no home in China as Secretary of State. So the United States is not represented there, of course. The UN, also you should be aware of this, the um, the the UN's flagship uh, Green Climate Fund is going to get a billion-dollar donation today. It's going to be announced a little bit later today. A billion dollars. You know who's giving the money? You are. President Joe Biden says he's going to double what the United States has been doing for this Green Climate Fund, and he's going to give $1 billion today of U.S. taxpayers' money. He said he'll announce it today, effectively doubling the overall U.S. contribution to the organization which finances low-carbon and climate-resilient projects in developing countries. That What that really means, I've been there, believe me, I've seen it. What that really means is that they're going to give a bunch of money to third world little, for the most part, little dictators, and that money's not going to make anything green or brown or anything else. That money's going to go right into the pockets of the dictator and his family. Does that sound familiar? That That's the way the third world countries run, for the most part. And these people, back in the developed world of Europe and U.S. and so on, they say, my, we're making a difference. And they virtue signal of how they're reaching out to third world countries and helping them with their climate change. That is nonsense. I've spent too much time in third world countries. I don't believe it for a moment. Uh, they may build a windmill or a, a whatever to take a picture of it and send it back to the United States. But the money doesn't go for green energy or anything else. It goes to enrich a few that run these countries. And it happens over and over and over again. I, I'm not sure that our this administration really care. I mean, there's ways to help these countries, but the way they do it does not help. It enriches the dictators and the leaders and the the rogue leaders in many, many respects. But anyway, this announcement will be made during a meeting of this major economics forum on energy and climate today. So you probably hear that in the news and it'll be cast as a humanitarian and a virtuous deed. It really isn't. It's no secret that we live in a very dark and confused world. The leftists pushing their genderless agenda. I want to talk to you a little bit about what Washington State is doing now. And you may know about it, but they've moved the, the ball down the field, as they say. The left is pushing their genderless agenda down the throats of school children across America. Pro-abortionists are fighting to legalize abortion up until the day of birth across all 50 states. Former president of the United States is currently the subject of a political witch hunt like no other politician in American history. You know him as Donald Trump. We live in that kind of a world. But yet there is reason and there is cause for hope and peace in the world in which we live in. The Bible says in John 14:27, a verse that all of us should have memorized. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it 
be afraid. Don't be troubled. Don't be afraid. There's reason to be. There's good reason to be. The institutions are collapsing around us in this country. There's every reason to be panicked. And some are. And there's every reason to be afraid. And many are. But my peace, Jesus says, I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I'm going to trust Jesus, and I'm not going to let my heart be troubled, or I'm not going to be afraid. But I will tell you, as long as we have the opportunity, we'll keep talking about what's going on in our culture. I believe that all of us as Christians who have accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, asking him to forgive us of our sins on the basis that he is indeed the only begotten Son of God, that he died on a cross and that he was resurrected from the dead, that gives him the authority to forgive sins. He paid the price for your sins and mine. And if you haven't asked him to become your personal Savior, do so. Maybe you've gone to church your whole life and you're active in your church and that, that's, that's good. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about accepting Christ as your personal Savior. It doesn't matter if you're a Presbyterian, a Baptist, a Catholic. It doesn't matter what you are in, in regards to organized religion. What matters is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ or the lack of it. And sometimes I've seen over my lifetime in the ministry as a pastor involved in missions overseas and the dark corners of the world and everywhere, I've seen people who go to church regularly. And they're good people. And yet they have never, they've never come to Christ and ask him to become their personal savior. And that's really what Christianity is all about. And if we haven't done that, we've gone to church, we serve, we do things and, and all, and that's good. But we must come to grips with who Jesus Christ is. And we must ask him to forgive us of our sins and believe in our hearts and confess with our mouth and ask him to come into our hearts and change our lives. That's what Christianity really is all about. It's very simple. We have made it complicated through our, our human frailties, but Christianity is very simple. It's simply about Jesus Christ who came and died and rose from the dead. And he has the power to forgive your sins if you'll accept him as your Savior. I would encourage you to do so. Washington State is poised to potentially enact an amended law essentially stripping parents' rights to stop a child from seeking a gender transition, adding another layer to this ever-complex culture war that seems to be going on for the children. I never thought I'd see the day when the state would go after the children in America the way the state went after the children during the Bolshevik Re Revolution and other times in history in other places. I never thought I'd see that here in my lifetime. And now we're there. It's happening around us. Washington State is in the national news now, but they're not the only ones. It isn't just Washington. It's not just here. It's every, everywhere across the country. But Washington seems to be wanting to lead. California is following. 
couple of steps behind. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that today and give you be sure you're informed on this and uh, available to take action as you see fit in your circumstances, wherever you may be. But I want to take a moment to thank you for your support. I wanted to not take a lot of time at this. I don't like to spend the time that we have together mentioning this, but it must be mentioned because that's just the way it is. People forget or they, if you don't mention it, sometimes people will write me a note and say, wow, Gary, things must really be going well. You haven't even mentioned anything about contributions for three days or something like that. I get notes like that. And these are people that support the ministry. When I don't mention it, it's just because I'm not going to talk about it every day for the half hour that we have on the radio. But believe me, we need your, we need your help. We need your support. And very much so. We're asking the people in, that listen to KPDQ in Portland, Southwest Washington, Oregon, Salem, so on. We need your help. We're not making the budget there, so we want you to stand with us and help us to stay on the air there and do what we feel God has called us to do. So, and all of you, thank you for standing with us. We need you. I need you to stand with me. Thank you. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98. 98- 009 box 399 Bellevue Washington 98009 The Olympian the Olympia newspaper it reports that quote Senate bill 5599 will clarify in statute that licensed shelters or homeless youth programs in the state of Washington would not be required to report runaway youth if compelling reason and underscore compelling compelling reason exists, or if those youth are <coughs> seeking, <coughs> excuse me, gender-affirming or reproductive care. So what this is about is when a kid comes home and he says to his parent or parents or she, says, you know, I, I don't think I'm a boy anymore, and he's a boy, or a girl. I don't think I'm a girl anymore. The parent now is ordered by the state to say, oh my, well, we can change that. We'll help you with that. We'll we'll give you gender-affirming health care. And we'll see to it that you have surgeries and everything and get your Medicaid. I mean, honest, this is where we are. And if you don't do that, parent, that child can go to the people at the school or whomever, and they can report this and they can say, boy, my, my parents aren't affirming of, of this. And they're kids. They're little kids. And now, a decision can be made from the position of the state to put that child under someone else's care. That's where we're going with this, and it's not pleasant. It makes me so angry, I don't use the words that could even approach telling you how angry this makes me, righteously so. This is the last bill the House dealt with before the cutoff. They continued... Additionally, host host homes would not have to have parental permission if a runaway youth is seeking gender-affirming or reproductive care. Gender-affirming is getting your body mutilated and taking a bunch of hormone blockers and all that kind of thing. I mean, it's it's barbaric what these people are doing. And they, they walk around Olympia and Sacramento and elsewhere, Salem, Oregon. These state capitals, they walk around pompously and virtuously saying, we love the kids. We're on their, they don't love kids. They're ignorant. I could shake them. 
What are they thinking when they're when they're doing this to children? This is barbaric. We anyone would think that this would have passed a thousand years ago in some faraway place, but oh no, here in America, if this bill passed, it passed the House on Wednesday yesterday by a 57 to 39 vote. And if it's signed by the governor, the bill will go into effect 90 days after this session adjourns. That's in Washington state. The paper also notes the Olympian that its passage angered opponents. It did. <laughs> You're listening to one of them now who see it as an affront to parents' rights. Representative Jim Walsh, he's a uh, Republican from Aberdeen, he issued the following statement. He said, quote, since the vote on SB 5599, uh, I've, contact, I've been contacted by thousands of concerned Washingtonians about this attack on parents' rights and families. He said, sponsors and supporters of this bill have overstepped the Constitution and case law in promoting this policy, which would allow state bureaucrats to hide minor children from custodial parents and legal guardians. This bill is wrong, he says, legally, ethically, and morally. And I would say, amen. This is not the first policy, he continues, approved this session that turns the power and machinery of the state government against families. Lawmakers promoting these changes put wedges between children and their parents, their grandparents, and the people who love them. He's exactly right. That's what it does. Fox News has picked up on this. Their headline says, Washington bill to allow medical transgender interventions on minors without parental consent. Did you ever think you'd see the day when the state in America, maybe in Russia or China for sure, in America? I didn't. I guess I was naive. Maybe I didn't realize how far the left will go to advance an agenda that is demonic in some respects. Anyway, the subheadline says, Instead of contacting parents, shelters can contact the Washington state government. The story, the Fox report on this quotes a young girl, Chloe Cole is her name. She transitioned. She's now saying, I'm afraid my generation will be led astray. They are being led astray. She was led astray. She talks about it. She said, she said, she said, I'm afraid for my friends. She now wishes she wouldn't have done it. I'll come back to that in a moment. But what these LGBTQIA plus blah, blah, blah are doing, and they do it with a straight face. And these pompous elected officials, so-called public servants, they go to these state capitals and Washington, D.C. as well, and they walk around as though they are virtuous, as though they are progressive, as though they are out front doing the right thing. We're creating change, and we care about these kids, and they deserve their gender-affirming health care. What are we thinking? We're certainly thinking through a worldview that's not biblical, that's for sure. These officials, what they're doing is morally and socially wrong, and it should be illegal. It's child abuse. This Chloe Cole shares the complications she deals with every day 
as a result of the medical interventions that she was subjected to after being diagnosed. <laughs> these Some of these people have not been around kids or they just deny what the truth. It's interesting. I <laughs> comes to mind Ronald Reagan. He said it often. In fact, I heard him in the news say it several times, but he, he often used to say, he said, Ronald Reagan, he said, the trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant, it's just that they know so much that isn't so. And that is so true on this. Well, they claim to be helping children in their dysphoria. They are destroying children, and the medical profession and the medical complex is now it's a $2 billion operation to do surgeries on these kids. There's money in it. So that's one of the motives that's driving this, but what are, what are the other motives? I don't know the hearts of these people, but their actions are glaring, and they're repulsive, and they're barbaric, what they're doing to these children. She says, I'm sure, I'm sure that what, what has happened to me, she had surgery, and she had the whole deal. Now, as an older kid, I mean, she's still a kid, but she, she's not 12 or whatever she was then. She said, I, I'm not sure whether all of this will ever go away. Gender-affirming treatment can be prescribed. The state is saying, the Washington State bill can be prescribed to a two-spirit, transgender, non-binary, and other gender-diverse individuals. Jay Inslee didn't Surely he didn't write that. I don't think he would understand that. What is a two-spirit, transgender, non-binary? I mean, all these words, they just come like a, like a fire hose, like water out of a fire hose, and they just sprays all over everybody. They go, wow, you know, and they don't even, don't even know what they're talking about. For minors, affirming care typically includes puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, and surgeries. I guess we shouldn't be surprised because the same people are ripping little unborn babies out of a mother's womb and killing them and calling it women's health care. So we probably shouldn't be surprised. But I still find myself saying, I, I can't believe they've taken the next step. How far will this go? It'll go to the end. And at the end of the road is destruction. That's how far it will go. Sad. Instead of contacting parents, shelters can now contact the state, Washington Department of Children, Youth, and Families, DCYF, instead. Another compelling reason not to notify parents about kids staying in a host home was, quote, circumstances that indicate notifying the parent or legal guardian will subject the minor to abuse or neglect. The state is making these decisions now under this bill. The result of this bill becoming law is simply child abuse. And they are, they are ripping the, the baby, not out, only out of the womb and killing it in abortion, but they're ripping the child out of the arms of the parents. Because the state knows better than you do for your children. And sadly, sadly, other states are considering this same kind of legislation. They're following Washington's model. California Democrat mother is sounding the alarm. Boy, she is upset. 
She's sounding the alarm. She's well-spoken over a bill that would allow mental health professionals to take children as young as 12 years old away from their families so they can seek care without parental consent. And when they put this these ideas forward, what they do, I've noticed Ed Murray, remember Ed Murray, rep, state representative, then a state senator, then mayor of Seattle, and then they found out he was abusing, sexually abusing all these little boys and over the past and so on. And he kind of fell from grace. He's practicing law, I think, in Seattle now, but whatever. But I know he used to do this. Whenever they were pushing their, their agenda in the state legislature, they would bring up an example of, of parents that had been abusive and so on. Of course, there are those situations. This isn't the way to deal with it, though, and they know that. Now it's Marco Elias doing the same thing Ed Murray used to do. He's using the system to advance a very immoral, destructive agenda. The LGBTQIA plus XYZ, whatever. This is an aberration. Erin Friday told Fox and Friends uh, yesterday, day before yesterday, she said this is an aberration of parents' rights once again. And here in California, it's almost as if we get to parent our kids until they're age 12 and then the state gets to take them. Friday said, she said, so I call this bill the state-sanctioned kidnapping bill because there doesn't need to be any allegation of abuse against a parent or serious threat of suicide of the child before a school counselor can unilaterally decide to take that child and place them in a residential facility. That's true. And they're following the lead of Washington State. I had to think when they when I saw, read the, the script of, of her interview on Fox, I had to think of Vladimir Lenin. He's kind of the father of communism and so on. He said, give us the child for eight years and it will be a Bolshevik forever. Vladimir Lenin also said, give me four years to teach the children and the seed I have sown will never be uprooted. Karl Marx himself. He said the education of all children from the moment that they can get along without a mother's care shall be in state institutions. <laughs> and that's why he says he was an advocate for free education. That's where this comes from. It comes from the devil, but this is, that's where it comes from socially. This is not new. Transgender Dr. Rachel Levine, Biden's assistant health secretary, she says, changing kids' genders will soon be fully embraced. She's not a she, she's a he. He says, wheels will turn on this. Levine also said, gender-affirming care for minors had the highest support of the Biden administration, and it will soon become normal. Who's pushing this kind of stuff locally? Well, as I said, Washington State... State Democratic Senator Marco Elias, he sponsored the Senate bill. He put out a statement claiming the proposal, quote, affirms that trans youth are protected in Washington state by removing barriers to safe shelter. Who is he protecting the children from? Their parents and their caregivers. The politician said the effort helps kids in homes where parents might not be supportive. Not abusive, just if they don't agree, if they don't say, okay, Honey, you can cut off your penis or we'll cut off your breast. We'll give you the hormone blockers. This is bizarre. But that's what's happening. And you're paying for it. 
in your state. I'm reminded of something the prophet Isaiah said, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.